0: In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how do we prepare? How do we prepare for seasons that we may be expecting? And I don't just mean literally with a child expecting a child, but it might just be that we're expecting change. We're expecting that our plans will pivot, that our responsibilities will shift, that people will come and go, and that life will just be a little different than we know it now. And I want to ask this question because this is something I address within the bonus blueprint of the Mealtimes Made Easy method. I want families to see that no matter what season of life that you're in, that you can still make healthy habits happen, but you want them to be ones that function for your family and where you're at. Because our greatest action steps are not these lofty aspirations that get us what we think we ought to do or have, but there are those that help us get that much closer to becoming and to raising the children and the families that we have imagined in terms of our relationships with food and having healthy diets, of course, but also having just a healthy understanding of how to fuel and nourish our body. And so with it being the beginning of fall, as I mentioned on Monday's episode, I wanted to take today's episode to share with you what steps I would suggest you take. If you're in a season of looking forward and you can see that There might be some potential change or challenges on the horizon, and you want to do what you can now in anticipation of those events so that you can be as set up for success as possible as a family when that next season comes. and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. So when I was preparing for this episode, something that came to mind was how for the last several, I mean, I would say six or so months, if not more, I feel like God has been just nudging me to prepare. And the weird thing for me, especially being a more planar type personality, is I really don't know for what. I can kind of speculate or think about what things may change for my life, my business, our family, all the different things that in theory could change. And yet there's nothing that has changed yet. And there's nothing that tells me I need to be prepared. And yet if you listen to some of my early episodes when I first launched the podcast, At the beginning of 2022, you know that my word for this year was discipline. And I feel like God just keeps bringing me back to these two things that so much of the discipline that I feel like He's leading me to do right now is in part of His preparation for me. And I don't know if it's just a preparation of my heart for something that maybe is to come. I don't know if it's a preparation of my business for something that's to come. I don't know if it's a preparation of my family our home, our life. I have really no idea. And yet I have great comfort and security in knowing that with discipline being my word for the year, that there's just a lot of wisdom that can come from that and being disciplined in doing the things that I may or may not feel like I quote unquote need right now, but that are really going to serve me, my business, my family, and our lives moving forward. And so as we talk about this episode and thinking about the fall season, I wanted to share this because if you're within the Mealtimes Made Easy method and you did my back to school boot camp and you got the early bird discount for that, you know that I share a bonus blueprint. And if this isn't something that you're familiar with, I encourage you to go to mealtimesmadeeasy.com and you can get all the information on the Mealtimes Made Easy method there. But something that I share within the course and that I want families to understand and to ultimately be able to apply is how the Mealtimes Made Easy method. Can you hear Max making all that noise right behind me? Is that how you could apply the Mealtimes Made Easy method in any season of life. Because whether you're super charged up and energized and enthusiastic about trying all sorts of new things and feeding your kids, or you're in a season of total survival mode and you're feeling utterly exhausted and overwhelmed, you need a blueprint to show you what can you still be doing? Because you're not going to be in this season forever. Especially if you're in one of those exhausted, overwhelmed seasons, it may feel like you're going to be in this season forever. However, if you're in one of those seasons that I would more, that I call in like the Mealtimes Made Easy method, more of like a spring or a summer, your energy is eventually going to wear out. And at some point you're going to find yourself in another season where you just quote, don't have it in you to feel like you could be successful in the season that you're in. And so when moms ask me, is this product right for me? Is this service right for me? Is this course right for me? What so often I know that they're asking is, can I be successful with this right now amidst all the other interruptions that I have in my life? And as a dietitian and as a mom, I want you to know that the answer should always be yes, because there are going to be seasons that we have capacity to take on more and be really ambitious about starting new efforts and doing new things. But ultimately, if the tips and the tricks that I'm giving you make you feel frustrated or incompetent or confused, I'm not doing my job as your family's dietitian to train and equip you with the tools that you need for your everyday life. So while of course, I want to inspire you and help get you enthusiastic about some of these opportunities for things that you can pursue with your family. And I know that there's going to be seasons where things are smoother and you do just have that capacity for planning new habits and you know, having the energy to actually water them and to watch the fruit grow and you have the time to actually nurture that process. Fall is not that season. Hopefully you can track with me where I go back and forth between fall, literally, where we're just starting, as in it officially started on the calendar last week, to this figurative season of life that I'm going to dive into as we get into today's episode. Because if you are in a fall season sometimes it can be harder to notice because it's a season of change. And it's a season where, you know, we start pulling out the the sweaters and we start seeing this, you know, swimsuit weather into winter weather and things are changing and leaves are falling. But what I want you to think about is how our mindset can shift towards being in a season of preparation or a season of anticipation, a season of planning. Because whether it's the calendar year or our figurative lives, The season that follows fall is winter. And sometimes we can expect this. Sometimes we know we are about to move across the country with littles and things are crazy and we are in this packing preparation mode, anticipating everything that's going to be different and doing everything we can to plan ahead. And yet on the other side of that, there is still a bit of barrenness. It might be an empty house. It might be establishing brand new friendships with brand new schools, finding a new church, finding a whole new community and all the chaos that that can bring. It also might be something like expecting a baby. And obviously we have nine months of being pregnant that prepares us for it, but those nesting hormones where you just know that there's so much anticipation, but there's a bit about us that wants to prepare. There's a bit about us that wants to plan so that to the best of our ability with so many unknowns, we can still get as ahead as possible before the baby even comes because once the baby comes while it's sweet and beautiful and such a blessing that next season that comes often does feel like survival mode with sleepless nights and crying babies and maybe juggling other little ones who are also you know at home and needing your attention at the time it might also just be though a season like me where you don't know what's next you don't know if you or your husband or your child's going to unexpectedly need a surgery or break a leg and need more additional attention. But my point being is that there's seasons where we maybe don't have all the energy in the world, but we have enough energy that we could serve our tomorrow self better. And so if you listen to Monday's episode, you know that I talked about what could you do today to serve your tomorrow self better. And that's really what I want us to think about is what kind of habits can we do in this current season of fall that are going to help set you and your family up for success? In whatever season you might find yourself next. So, the first thing I want us to think about that comes from Mealtimes Made Easy is in phase one. And we're talking about what kind of systems do you have set up? Because this is where we want to think about not the things that you're going to be trying to do new because you realize, oh, shoot, I really need to have this in place. But instead, what you're finding is that this is something that's not brand new, but rather it's already become a comfortable. Natural habit or part of your family's flow and the way you kind of function in the kitchen. And so, what I want you to think about when you think of a season of fall and preparation is what are those systems that would help you? What would your future self thank you for if you already had these things set up and in place? And so, this might be things that help you with meal planning. It may be things that help you with meal prep. It may help you just get ready to actually tangibly feed your family at meal or snack times. Any of these things are really important things to focus on when you're in a season of fall. And so I want you to think specifically about what you're doing now. And is it something that is functional for then? If you anticipated your future self, whatever may be coming that you know and you're expectant is coming, it could be the new baby, it could be a move, it could be a surgery, it could be any of these examples. It may also be something that you don't know. You, like I mentioned, I feel like I'm in a season of preparing and I have no idea for what. I just feel like I'm meant to be disciplined in my habits and in my lifestyle in a way that will set me up for success when whatever comes next comes about. And so some of this is just getting in the practice and getting the routine of the habits that are going to help us. So something I want you to think about is what would those be for you? And cross-check the things that you're doing now and ask yourself, are these the things that are sustainable that would be really supportive healthy habits for us in that next season so to evaluate this you're going to look at everything it takes to get food brought into the home to get meals planned to get meals prepared and to get meals offered so i want you to go through that whole process and again this is something i walk you through within the meal times made easy method but for a, just kind of a snapshot of what this would look like from the bonus blueprint of looking at this fall season I want you to think about what is right now her process for getting groceries. Do you go to the store with the kids in tow? Is this something that you've delegated to your spouse? Is this something where you're already really familiar with ordering and you already have a routine of who picks it up and who's putting it away? Is this something where maybe looking forward, something like delegating this task to your spouse would be helpful? Do they need to have the Instacart app on their phone? Do they need to have the grocery store app on their phone so that they can just click reorder all? on their phone. So it's not something that you have to carry specifically if you are in a season that maybe you are expectant of a new child. And so the demands are going to be on you and your husband's asking you, how can I help? What could I do? Give this thing to them as something that takes it off your plate. Allow them to go pick up the groceries after they pick up, you know, the kids from school or on their way home from work or something like that. That may be something that you don't want to be asking for in that season because it's going to feel really overwhelming then if your husband's at the grocery store and he's asking you what milk you buy or it's going to be really triggering when he needs all this help when you don't have the capacity to help him in that way. But if, and I don't mean to make peasants seem like inadequate or incapable here, I just know that the dynamics for many families is that oftentimes the women are doing a lot of these tasks. And so this is not a gender roles conversation here. That's not what I'm trying to get into. What I'm trying to help you address is who's doing certain responsibilities now. If your husband is already the primary grocery shopper and primary chef, then that's amazing. And definitely I'll have them help you prepare those freezer meals so things are ready in advance. But if, say, you are the one who's grocery shopping or meal prepping or meal planning, maybe you realize I do need to start batch cooking and I do need to start meal prepping and making freezer meals so we have things in the freezer. Maybe I do need to look into meal delivery services like a Blue Apron or a HelloFresh or some of those ones that kind of Bring the menus or, you know, bring the items to our house. Again, is that something that your spouse could help do either in ordering or in executing when the items are at the house and it's actually meal time? Do you need to start relying more on some ready-made meals and finding some that your family likes that can be put in your rotation? And, you know, something I know that I've always found really helpful is if you have friends who are offering to set up a meal plan for you. Again, this could be because you had the death of a family member. This could be because you're out of commission from surgery or for helping your kids. This could be because you just had a new child. There's so many different applications that this preparation season, this season of anticipating what's next, we can be really intentional with the habits that we're trying to foster now, so that they're super functional and helpful for us later. But one of the things I was going to mention is with a meal plan. If you know someone is going to set up a meal train for you, if you don't know someone. Humbly ask a friend. Friends love doing this for you and it will be so much easier in your life if you actually have a structured meal train set up. You can just go to Mealtrain. I think it's .com, not .org, but there's just Mealtrain. That's the one I've always used and set up for people. That's what I've been really blessed to have set up for our family as well. And have this set up and maybe set it up in advance with people. Come up with your list of what you guys like, what you don't like. If you have preferred restaurants in your area, come up with the list of what items your family orders. That if you were to call and place a to-go order for kava, this is exactly what you would order. And list out that order. Because in the moment that someone is asking you, what can I bring you for dinner? It can feel like a lot on top of everything else once you're actually in that next season. But right now, where you maybe seal kind of some more of that, like, just the, the bandwidth to prepare and to plan ahead and it settles your anxieties of what's to come, but it also helps you prepare for those things, come up with that list and say, you know, if you, were, or pick, if you were sending us DoorDash from here, this is what we would order. If you were doing a Togo order from our local Mexican place, this is what our family would order. And just make those lists because I've found that super helpful, especially for friends or family that are out of town that I maybe want to send a meal to, but I'm not physically in proximity to them to do so. Them already having that list ready makes it super easy for me and just makes it so much easier for me to bless them and for them to be blessed. And so think about what kind of things like that could you maybe be doing to set your family up to be blessed in a season where you really do need to receive those types of gifts. Next, I want you to think of the second phase for Mealtimes Made Easy where we're talking about your relationship with food and we're talking about what do maybe you need to be at peace with because you're not in a season where you really are going to have the capacity to do a lot about it. And so you need to find some place that you can just kind of rest with where, where you're at with your relationship with food, maybe where those around you or like your spouse are at with their relationships with food, or what I commonly see where your child is at in their relationship with food. Because there are seasons for us to do a deep dive into our own relationship with food and get really intentional about, you know, How are we as, you know, intuitive eaters? How are we as responsive feeders to our kids? How are we able to help them learn to like new foods and be really intentional about those things? This fall season tends to not be the time for that because you know that there's a season to follow, that you're not going to have the time, the energy, the capacity, the involvement, whatever it might be to really pursue the action steps that a really assertive side of yourself would want to do. And so this is where I would ask you, what are the things that you're really like internally wrestling with? What are the things that are making you internally anxious, either with your own food and diet relationship or in feeding your child? And what are those things of like, where can you find yourself and your family at a good place? This isn't your ideal end place. This is just a good place for the season to come where you can say, okay, I know we're using love it, like it, learning it framework. We're doing the best we can to use a responsive feeding. That's that is like our baseline. That is what we're going off of. I'm not looking for any real aspirational efforts beyond that at this point. It may be that right now we're just trying to have a closed kitchen policy and not have our kids graze because supervision or lifestyle dynamics may change. And I know how easy it would be to just say, oh, fine, go get something. That's going to be kind of where we're just going to sit and rest. And we're going to say, this is the boundary. But whatever those things are that you're going to choose as being ES in that upcoming season, you need to make sure you're establishing that now. Because if you don't have structure in your meal and snack routine, and yet you're wanting to close the kitchen, say, then that's going to be really hard to implement in that next season. And it's going to create additional battles and additional conflict in a season where you don't have the capacity to deal with it. So, what I want you to think about in in this second phase is what do you need to come to peace with and how do you need to address those so that it's at a peaceful place in that next season. The third thing I want you to think about from the Times Made Easy method is who might need to be trained for your next season to be as functional and to flow as well as possible. And the reason I say this is because so often our family members are not very proficient in our feeding approach. And so this may be, again, a spouse. It could be a babysitter or a nanny or some sort of hired help. It could be an extended family member. Maybe grandparents are coming in to help in whatever the situation may be, or your siblings who may or may not have kids and may feed their own kids differently. They may not have kids and, you know, think they know better on how to feed kids and things. But you need to ask yourself, in the season that may be to come, in the season that you're maybe preparing yourself for, who is it most helpful to equip in the approach for feeding that you want them to follow? Does this mean that they're gonna follow it 100%? Absolutely not. We're all human. We all have our own inclinations and opinions, but you can set up a standard similar to how you would if you were doing a handoff for a babysitter and you would give them instructions. They're still gonna have their own way of doing it, but they know what you expect of them and they know kind of like what the flow and the routine is. And so this is something where I would encourage you to go ahead and think through what types of things you can set up so that whoever might be feeding your family, whether it be your family as a whole for meals or particularly feeding your child, they know what you would do if you were there doing it so that you don't feel that maybe you have to micromanage, but that you also don't feel stressed that you've relinquished all control and now who knows what's going to happen and after that next season comes and once you kind of get your bearings back and you guys are back into a routine again whenever that may be then you feel like you have to start over at square one because your efforts have just been completely derailed by whomever it was that was feeding your family you know in your physical or you know it is, absence so think about that and think about how you can come alongside them think about the challenges that you may face with that individual and what types of tools or tactics that might be helpful for them to better understand how you would approach things. If you know that they have a different approach to feeding, if you know that they're more the force feeding type or the clean your plate club type, or, you know, they're using other feeding approaches that counter what you're trying to foster within your family, then have those conversations in private with them before you're in the peak of the moment, because this is going to help you prepare. This is going to help your child immensely in the transition because it won't be such a stark contrast between how you did things and how grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, brother, sister, whoever it might be helping does things. I also want you to think about what could your child maybe do to assume some independence depending on the age of your child at this time. If you remember to the episode I talked about with the snack drawer and how I set that up before my son, my third child, was born I set this up because it was to help my husband and my mom and my stepdad and the family that came in that would be feeding my kids. It was to help with that. It was the snack drawer was intended to help them know some pre-approved, healthy, safe snack options. However, it was also so that if I was in the middle of nursing and I needed my girls to get a snack, when my girls were four and a half and two and a half and the four and a half year old you know, could be helping. And I was still there supervising, but they could go to the snack drawer and they could see the snack options right in front of them. And I could say, girls, grab a snack or grab this and this snack out of the snack drawer, come to the table as I feed your brother. Those types of things also are, you know, how can we use this responsive feeding approach and how can we empower those around us to do the same through still age appropriate and also effective ways of implementing these roles within the feeding relationship and not getting them all twisted up in a season where things just feel like a hot mess or really jumbled anyways. So ask yourself what your kids might be able to do. It may be that you start, you know, equipping them to put out their own breakfast because you know in the mornings you're not going to have the capacity to. It may be that you're training your kids how to help, you know, just do simple tasks like take out the trash or empty a dishwasher or some of those things that you're just going to need help with. These are great tasks and tools that you can ultimately equip your kids with for the season ahead. The fourth and final phase from Mealtimes Made Easy method that I want to talk through in the application of how it relates to the season of fall would be what kind of meal and snack ideas are going to serve your family best in this upcoming season. I highlighted a little bit so far talking about things like freezer meals. If you know, you know, in the season to come, I'm really going to need something that's already ready to go. It may be batch cooking. So, and I talked about this in the last episode as well. What would your future self thank your today self for? So what are you already making today that you could just make a double batch of? Are you already making chilies or soups or, you know, chicken that you're going to put in the crock pot to make taco chicken or something like that? Can you just buy double and prepare double and put it in a freezer Ziploc, put it in the freezer so it's literally ready to grab, dump, go cook. It's done. And you don't really have to think about it. Think about what things on your meal plan are ones that you can batch cook or things that you can buy ready-made. Maybe instead of you making it, it is you starting to find some more options that are already prepared. In addition to the snack drawer that I did before my son was born, something that many of you might remember is when I did the muffin club. I just made muffins once a week in advance, and I made a double batch. I made one that my girls could eat then, and I made one to freeze. So that once my son was born, I knew that I at least had some healthy, nourishing options of muffins that could be used for breakfast. I could eat them. And they were, you know, as you're breastfeeding and you're expending a lot of calories and you're just feel like a bottomless pit, you know, I could have them as kind of my one-handed snack of choice that I could grab really quick and eat. They were kind of something that I felt like any time of day I could eat or I could offer to the girls to eat when I maybe didn't have the time or the capacity to cook something else. So things like that, what kind of snacks like those could you prepare in advance that would be really helpful for your family when you maybe are not in a position to be able to prepare other types of meals and snacks in the given moment. So to recap real quick, I want you to think about Number one, what systems can you set up that will serve you and your future self and your future family better in the season ahead when it comes to grocery shopping, meal planning, meal prepping? Number two, think about what you need to come to peace with in your own relationship with food or in your feeding relationship with your child. What can you put to rest for the current season and what is that place that you feel like is a good enough place that you can settle in at for the time being? Number three, I want you to think about who needs to be equipped or trained in your responsive feeding approach. Is this either hired help? Is this family that's going to be helping in the season to come? Or is this equipping your kids in additional steps of independence? And number four is thinking about what kinds of meals and snacks would you benefit from the most rotating through? Going through these four things is going to really help set you and your family up for success in this fall season, but especially in whatever seasons may follow.